Imagine what it'd be like if we were really curious about each other. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Relational Spirituality, the weekly podcast of LargerStory.com, the podcast that sees all relationships as spiritual and all spiritual formation as relational. Now here's your host for this week, Kep Crab. Welcome, everybody. Next episode of Relational Spirituality, I'm with my boy, James Shelley, a familiar face to some of you. He's been around before, but we're going to have a talk as we wrap up this quarter as we talk about the book Soul Talk, one of probably Dr. Crab's most practical books in respect to giving you handles on how to move into some kind of things. And we're going to chat tonight, or today, I should say, about a couple of different things. James and I have been friends for a long time. And we've had many evenings and times of soul talk and soul connection. But uh, James, thanks for joining me today, big man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad to be here as always. always good <laughs> Look, we're using technology to, to uh, talk to each other. I love that. I love that, man. And uh, it's been too long since I've seen you just face to face again. But, so you went through the book Soul Talk a while ago. And we're wrapping up this quarter on some of the themes and some of the conversations that we've had. We've talked about a bunch of different things, because I think this book really touches on everything. How do you have a conversation that's based primarily on relationship that only the spirit in me and the spirit in you can connect on? And how does that soul-to-soul conversation happen? And you and I have had some of those. Have they been organic or if we forced them? Or tell me what your thoughts are on some of that, man. I think a lot of it in the beginning was probably on the surface it didn't take very long before you and I were diving deep. Uh, once, especially once we found out where our faith was, where my faith background was, where yours was, especially when your dad, when I finally met your dad all those many years ago and realized what was happening on that side and where you came from. You know, I just remember we were reckless and wild. It seemed like a younger for sure, 20 years younger. And, but things didn't, they straightened out after a while because we started doing the worship at churches and things like that and, and diving yeah, into that. Yeah. So the conversations that we have, I think, are organic. You bring up a great point too, bro. And, and what I think about as you say it is you can't just start right away into this kind of stuff. It's almost too much for people sometimes. And then you find yourself turning somebody off because you want to go deep with them, quote unquote, whatever that means. It's got to be something that is organically worked through. But at the same time, the essence of it is about relationship. And I think what you and I started to develop over years is a trust and a love for each other that took our relationship to that next level where then we can talk about the struggles in our lives. We can talk about raising kids. We can talk about yeah. anything. And, and and we have someone that we can lean on that's not our wives. And I remember dad saying so many times, your wife was not made for your weight, to bear your weight. And so it's important to have a brother that can help bear some of that. And dad said one other thing that really, and I want you to comment on this, but don't ever go to your grave having secrets. Make sure one person, your your closest confidant, knows what's going on in the deepest parts of your soul. What do you think of that? Is that healthy? Is that good? That's what dad would say. And it doesn't have to be your wife. Now, he's not saying disclude her. 
I think it for sure starts with your wife. Brandy and I often talk in wonder and amazement that that we've lasted so long, but it, it boils down to our relationship with our Heavenly Father that over time <clears throat> has just grown us closer together. As you look at the triangle with God being at the top and both of you, the, the closer you grow to God, the, you automatically grow closer. And I use that when I officiate weddings a lot, that triangle, just to tell as you grow closer to God, you grow closer together. So it starts with the with your spouse, of course. It is a little more difficult to bear soul with brothers. You got to find that one. And then it's been you and I from a ways back. We we could tell each other basically anything. I, I like what my dad said early in the book. He said that what I do without the spirit is self-talk, but the things I do with the spirit is soul talk. And that was early in the book. And it that changed my tra- trajectory on reading how your dad does stuff and, and talks about the stuff because then I look back at how I can look back and see how many of our conversations were soul talk because we we knew that if we were talking with the with how can we increase each other's hunger to be closer to the Lord. That's what soul talk basically is the language that he's put in us to, to draw us closer to him. So if you look back on all of our conversations, the soul talk has been quite prevalent in those conversations. If you really look back, we were doing it without even really knowing what that's what it was, but we were speaking the language that the father and the Holy spirit had put into us and developing that over time. But it is tough with doing that with everybody. I'm actually developing a couple different gentlemen in, in my circle, just becoming an elder at my church and being that servant leader, getting to know people and discipling, being that Sherpa. Is If you think about backpackers, the Sherpa that, that just you really disciple people and moving into that and being able to employ soul talk is, as to start out what, you know, listening to their story and then figuring out in pretty quick order, what can I do to, or what can I do? Holy Spirit, help me to create an awareness or a hunger, a, a bigger hunger to be closer to you with this person that I'm talking to. That's more difficult. And I think that happens as you get older uh, and yeah. more sensitive, mature in the faith. And that's where I'll be 52 coming up my next birthday father time here right now but yeah that's where i think that is at the list is short but it can you, 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 it's just like a spiritual discipline you got to put it into action and start using it and relying on the holy spirit asking the holy spirit to create create in me something create something new and, and rely on that so you're talking about so much well, well i mean which was great and i love it because i know you well i've seen your life and you mentioned Brandy. So how long have you and Brandy been married? We're coming up on 28 years. 28. In December, it'll be 28. We got married in December of 95. So 28, a little bit, a little couple of years behind you and Kimmy. Yep. I knew, knew the number. I'm just talking to our audience here. But yeah. so you've been married to this woman for 28 years. Mm-hmm. I had someone ask me a question this week. She was reading one of dad's books. And uh, at the end, dad uses a metaphor of kind of a bridge as a link between a husband and a wife. And he says he sees the wife moving across the bridge and the husband moving too. And her question was essentially, does the wife move first 
towards the husband or does the husband move towards his wife? And I think the the issue that she was running into is she was feeling not very pursued by her husband. And I, I said, what an opportunity, as we talked about it, because I believe that what dad meant there was certainly the, and he talks throughout this book, this was a book that he wrote called Fully Alive, which by the way, we'll be diving into that at some point, which will be massively controversial in today's <laughs> <Yeah>. world. <laughs> we'll wait to do that until I'm ready for a big fight. But basically it is the, the job of a man to move and to lead his family spiritually. And you've taken that that bull by the horn, by the horns in so many different ways. Unpack that with how Brandy has responded. And just in the last few years, bro, just as you've really gotten involved in the church, you've now stepped into a leadership position in the church, but you've always been in a leadership position. But how has your wife responded to your movement as you guys have engaged and the soul talk versus self-talk that you guys have had an opportunity to move into that takes years, that takes commitment, that takes others' centeredness. All this kind of stuff is not something that happens by flipping a switch. How has she responded to some of the ways that you've changed? You know, it, it seemed there was a direction change a couple of years back. We finally got into a little life group here in, in Byers, where we live, with some younger couples. So there was a couple that was married 15 years. There was a couple that was married five years. And then down the road, we had a couple that was only been married like maybe 18 months to two years. And we did this study called Love and Respect. And it was a study on that. And it talked a lot about how the guys need to feel respect and the gals need to feel love. And how do we do that? And we really dove into a lot of that to where part the way into the study, we would say to each other, or she would, quite honestly, she would say to me, that wasn't very loving. And then a couple of times I would say, I didn't really feel that was very respectful. It made us aware of each other's tendencies and what we really felt. So that really put us on a path the last couple of years to be, to be even further along quicker than we had previously been. Now, Brandy has always been my helpmate when you get married. God created woman to be the helpmate and whatever it's always been the situation with whatever I was doing. And you've seen it over the years. Brandy is right there, lock stock, and she's right there following along whatever direction that I wanted to go leading wise. She would be there to support and all that stuff. And I've tried over the years when she's stepped out and done some things to, to be that in reciprocity, that's a big word on a Wednesday evening, but so it's been like that for a while, but this recently though, it's, it's really, we've taken it out to where we're realizing that our, our first job, and I think Larry had, had mentioned a couple of times that he told Rachel that it's not my job to, to be the best husband to you, or I'm probably butchering that, but it's, it, my job is to follow the father the best I can, and you will get the result of me being the best Christ follower that I can be, and it'll be an automatic result. So that's where we are now. I don't know if you saw the movie Jesus Revolution, the young couple in there they talked about earlier. I hope you don't get mad, but I want you to know that uh, I'm in love with this guy named Jesus, and he comes first. So don't be getting all hurt when I'm when I ignore you for him. It was like in that paraphrase where they said that early in their careers, and I think that's where where we are, we're, our eyes are on the father for here to the, our last day until he calls us home. 
our thing, our best thing to do is to keep our eyes as focused on him as possible. Then we'll both receive the benefit of that, the gifts, the fruit, the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, all those gifts will become evident and you'll be evident. Just like what the Bible says about you will know my disciples by the way they act and by the fruit that they put off, you'll know it. That's where we've been the last couple of years. Marriage is work. You can't slack at any point. It's a daily, you got to get up and make that commitment that I'm going to work as hard as I can. But it is a lot easier if you get up in the morning and you turn lordship over to our great, gracious, loving, merciful God and get out of his way. You've heard me say that before. Just get out of his way and let him lead. Because the evil one's going to try to bump you off course. That's his main focus, especially when you're really following Christ and focus his his radar. The evil one's radar is up and he's going to try to bump you off a track as many times as he can. So that's where we've been the last couple years for sure. And it's the fruit is better because we're, I think we're more locked in. I've always said that I could just, Brandy and I could go off and be on a deserted island and we wouldn't need anybody else. We would not need just me, her, and God, and the, and the Trinity. That would be all that we need because we're we're best friends, and and the gift that He's given me by putting her in my life, man. It's soul talk. It's everything this book said it was. It, it's it, when you get to that level, when I mean, you can do that with your spouse, then you got to take that out of the comfort zone and step into doing that with somebody else. That's so, so <laughs> sweet. To hear you say that and, and 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 to see the relationship as it's just blossomed between you and Brandy over the over the years and how you're both just you're both one. And and I just I love that. And that's why I, I really wanted to go that direction. I know some marriages that are struggling, as we all do, <laughs> because that's what seems to be happening. And so how do you how do you move through those deep waters relying on the spirit? Because I think that's one of the key elements that you talked about. One of the things we're going to be doing come the first of the year is we're going to be doing a series. And I've talked a little bit about this with some people. I talked about it with Duncan a few weeks ago. But it's a series on what dad was very enamored by. He came up with something years ago, probably 15, 20 years ago, called the seven questions of spiritual theology. And what I've really come to realize, James, is this is a great entree to talk to your kids, talk to your wife, talk to your friends, talk to just acquaintances. And an entree into that world of opening up the door for really authentic soul talk, where really the the opportunity to meet at a level that's different. So the seven questions are pretty simple, and we're going to start this series at the beginning of the year. And I'm going to be talking with different people, and I'd love to chat with you about some of this. But just real quickly, the seven questions are simple, and and, and I've talked to them about it. But let me just tell you what they are real quickly. It's who is God? You can define that any way you want to. And, And actually, I know a story about a woman who was struggling with one of her middle school children over homework, which they mostly struggle over at that point. And she said, let's just sit down for a second. Take this pencil, take this paper. I'll take my pencil and my paper. And I want us just to each answer these questions. And she runs through these questions with her 14-year-old middle school student who is being a little belligerent in respect to trying to get his homework done. And she says, Who's, who is God? What is your opinion of that? What do you think? What's God up to? What's he doing? Which is what we're talking about with the larger story stuff all yeah. the time. That's the thing. And then who are you? Who are we? Who are we? And what's gone wrong with this world? What's the problem that we have? And then the fifth question is, what's God done about that problem? 
What's he done about it? And then the last two questions are what you just hit on. And these are the two questions that have really been grabbing me very intensely for the last several years now, certainly since dad's death. But how is God's spirit moving today? Because oftentimes you sense this intense spiritual warfare going on within yourself, within people, and then within the culture and the world that we live in. This country is a is just a, a blatant example of that right now in respect to intense spiritual warfare. So what is God's spirit up to today? Question number six. The last question, and I think the most important question at some level, is how do we join what that spirit's doing? How do you join them? And it's what dad said in the sense of my goal is not to be a good husband to you, Rachel. My goal is to pursue the Lord with everything that I am. And you will be the beneficiary of a good husband, hopefully. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. by the way, he was. Absolutely. He, Absolutely. He was one of the most others-centered people that, that I think you and I have ever known in how he loved people. And that gives us the example that we have access to because Larry Crabb wasn't anything special in the sense that he had the same exact Holy Spirit in us or in him that we have in us. And so we have that opportunity to move into people's lives, to have that impact because of the spirit in it. And you've done that to me, bro. And that's what I wanted to say is you've been an encouragement to me in for so many years now. But just to see your progression as the Lord's grabbing hold of your life, he's grabbing hold of your heart and he's saying, James, this is where you're going. And, and you're taking Brandy with you. You're taking your kids with you. And you're taking a lot of other people with you. And you're doing that in the name of Jesus. And because of the spirit, you're in the rhythm of that spirit. Dad used to say, find out which, what the spirit, where the spirit's going and tag along with the spirit. Yeah. But the issue that I wanted to ask is we have so many opportunities, and it's all through scripture, to squelch the spirit. So much opportunity. I was talking with my brother the other day, and he was just talking about, if I squelch the spirit in me, how does that spirit in me then, the spirit of Jesus, pour into you? It can't. It, it's impossible because I'm squelching it. So I've got to be encouraging the spirit to move, guide me. And that's where what you talked about, the fruit of the spirit, patience, long suffering, yeah. joy, all of those things that the spirit brings in us. Those are gifts from the spirit. Those are fruit of the spirit. And so without the spirit, we don't have that fruit. And I've True. seen it in your life in spades, bro. And how you love Brandy, how you've taken in your brother's children, how you've raised your own in the last 10, 15 years, and just what you've done, how you've changed. And that is such an encouragement to see because it lets you realize real change is possible. And it happens with soul talk. It does. And the same thing for you, bro, the last 10, 15 years, for sure. It's not been the overnight thing, but we realized just looking back over time, the gradual changes as we as the kids got into junior high and high school and then went to college, we were faced with, we had to do something different to fill those gaps when, cause that's what we did when those kids were little taking care of them and, and trying to raise them up. Like the Bible says to, and, and not succeeding by, by any means, because the world, the outside influences and you're, you're battling that on it on a basis of, and now we have the social media that's even tougher to, in to defend sometimes, but to, the, the way you've changed, quite honestly, when I first met you, and then a couple of years later, you were calling yourself the executive director of New Way Ministries. I'm like, no way. 
<laughs> the executive director of, and, but then the way what you were doing, I was uh, unaware of what was going on behind the scenes. And, and just after just looking back all these years, the inner struggles that your dad went, went through behind the scenes that, that tormented, it seemed like that tormented him as he was in the word and speaking and meditating and praying to God and having conversation with God and the fruit that we have all been able to receive from your dad and you being the person that had to transcribe, being the scribe for your dad, it had to eat those seeds that he planted in you all the years that just are now, like he was, what Paul said, some plant, some water, I mean, God receives the, God gives the increase. I think that's what we're seeing here is the increase. And I love the seven things because it gives you a real, a real opportunity to talk to younger people because we were younger. We were the younger people once. And, well, and we who is Jesus? Who would you say yeah. Jesus is to you is a, is a great, is a great opener. Or if I were, if you were to die tomorrow, where do you think you would go? What do you think happened? And then you, that opens the door for that secondary conversation. It doesn't always have to be like the first 10 minutes that you're talking to somebody new, but it is, it's cool to even, even, to hear your response when you ask, when I, you ask me the question, who is God? And I ask you the question, it's going to be, it's going to be a great thing to hear the definition that you've given. And I'm sure for you, it'll be cool to hear my definition of who. It, you know, it really will. I'm excited for that, man. There's, there's so many different directions you can go with that, that I think are so fun to dive into because ultimately everything boils down to one thing relationship. And if you ask the question, who is God? Well, he's a community of three that's living in perfect relationship because that's what it's all about. It's all about relationship, which is what you and I've developed over the last 20 plus years yeah. and how the Lord's just be begun to just nurture that. And I think you hit on something that I think is really crucial as we get ready to wrap here a little bit, but that soul talk is only possible if the spirit in you is speaking to the spirit in me. Because then everything else becomes self-talk. And it's that flesh-spirit battle at some level. So you have to have the Holy Spirit in order to be able to talk at a level that allows you to get soul to soul. And, and I know yeah. that's a little controversial, but the that's the only thing. The process to get to the, the soul-talk level, when you start, your dad laid it out. You have to think beneath. When, you're, when, we're just, when we're spewing out the daily troubles and what's really troubling us, you, you saw the, we see the examples of the, the stories that your dad told in the book. You, you, you say nothing. You just sit there and you, you start thinking beneath. Where is the center of the problem? The center of the problem, somehow, you got to funnel that into how can we drive this into an increased hunger to be up in the Father's lap, <laughs> that, that type of thing. So it's going to be cool. The, the directions that you see God moving and working, some of those directions now will be uh, able to, are we able to join the movement right now? I think we're joining the movement. I think there's a couple different movements going on. So for us, as we answered those questions, are we going to be able to answer each question fully? Hmm. But it, it's going to be, that's going to be fantastic. I think I, I'm, I when you said that to me earlier, I, I was excited to to start diving into those questions. Uh, we're starting a better man series uh, because uh, going back a little bit in the conversation, how today most men, young men, especially 
have no idea how to win the game because they don't know the rules of the game. We see it. We've seen a lot of, of men come in our church, young families. And quite honestly, we just feel like they're there because why? Because the wife says, Hey, let's go to church. So the, mm-hmm. the husband says, okay, I'll go to church. And we see these guys from the platform and they're, they're in the back during worship and they're just all, and the first couple of times they're like that, but then if they continue to attend, then you see that shift. You see the Holy Spirit is working in the place. So this Better Man series that we're, we're coming up on, we're, it's going to be an exciting, it's going to run a, quite a few weeks starting in September, running right up into, right, butting up against Thanksgiving. And we're going to have an opportunity uh, to small tables and to get to know guys and I'm looking forward to being able to have soul talk with some of these guys. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just to, you know, to start from square one, get to know them, get to this level that your dad talked about, and, and, and all the processes of soul talk, and getting to that things where the things that I can do only with the Spirit—that's the language that the Holy Spirit has instilled deep inside of us and that's the language he wants us to speak as soul talk because like ecclesiastes everything else is what dust in the wind <laughs> everything else is blowing in the wind so one thing that i think of as we get ready to wrap here bro is your church is very welcoming and i've been there several times now and had a chance to play in the worship team with you and do some things that's just been so fun but i've always felt very um welcomed and you just the people are very gracious and i don't know if that's just because it's rural small town uh, kind of thing, and you don't have that snooty uptown stuff. But you know, I think there's some good churches too in big cities that are very welcoming as well, for oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I don't know. If that, it's just great to see what God continues to do in your life. Bro. I love having these conversations, which is why I continually want you to be a big part of what we're doing on relational spirituality here. Yeah. Hopefully, you get a chance to do this again real quickly with some of the other things that we've been chatting about and, and talking about. I love that you're diving into a lot of this new material from Crab. He's oh, got yeah. a ton of it. And it's it's a reading list that is is really tall. It but is it's great. I reread this last weekend. I reread Waiting for Heaven, and just really enjoyed that. I was as I was in the airport doing some traveling this last weekend, and it just really struck me. My dad's in heaven right now. Right. I love that. And I was thinking about all the stuff that you and I've been through, bro. I was around when Brady was born. You were around when Jake was born. Both of our fathers have passed away. That we were around for. And, and it's just life has these deep water moments that when you have brothers and sisters that you can walk through those tough times together, man, you just feel that community and that relationship, which which I think is what God calls us to. And yeah. you've been a big part of my community, bro. And I'm just so grateful to have you in my life. Yeah, no doubt. Brandy just got through Waiting on Heaven not too long ago. And she was just in love with that book. She's almost done. She says she's not quite done yet. She just piped in from the couch. She's she's loving the book. And typically, like I say, my mom, I gave my mom a couple books and I warned her. My mom is 20 years my senior. And I said, just so you know, Dr. Crab speaks like a doctor sometimes. And uh, she she did comment. She enjoyed the book, but she did really had to buckle down and read it in prepositional phrases to start. And then you get into that and flow. So I'm just, I'm enjoying all the things that I've read because I've read snippets. I'll be honest. I I haven't done very well. I've read the first five chapters of 66 love letters and then stalled out. 
the pressure's off. I got through that one. Soul talk, waiting on waiting in heaven. So I and now I'm I can say I'm a five five book veteran of the Crab Library. So I'm excited about that for the next one. I think I'm going to jump into Fully Alive next. Is I think is the next one you gave me a couple, but I think I'm going to go from here into Fully Alive. So I'm I'm just excited about this opportunity awesome. and being able to talk about relational spirituality where you can be known, like you guys always say in the podcast. Just be known. That's what this is about. About being known and and becoming. What are we supposed yeah. to become? If if we're the same people that we were when we first met, shame on us. And, we, and we've grown together. And, and a lot of times we've grown together because of each other. When one of us is down, one of us is up, we pull each other together. We've got someone to cry with. We've got someone to laugh with. Those are important things. And I pray and hope that, that the people out there today listening to us have an opportunity to find that kind of relationship with a brother or a sister where they know they have someone that they can trust, that they can lean on, and that they can depend on and vice versa. And that's what I have in you, bro. So very powerful for sure the same here very powerful to to have you in my back pocket to be able to lean on confide in and it's a powerful thing and just look forward to what's going to happen here what god's going to do cuz let's just jump on the train man let's get on it we're taking us man we're on the road we're on the ride here folks thanks for joining us today yes uh, on behalf of my, my brother James Shelley I'm Kep Crab this is relational spirituality where you can belong you can be known and you can become what God wants us to be and and be known to each other. James knows me. I know this guy and and I love him to death. James, thanks for joining us today. Folks, next week, join us as well as we begin our next series that we'll talk a little bit about and preface that for you in the coming weeks ahead. So everybody have a great evening and we'll talk to you soon. If you like what you heard today, hit the like button just below. Then come back by subscribing to our podcast channel. For more resources on relational spirituality, go to our website at largerstory.com.